The Productive Woman, Episode 121. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast dedicated to productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Thank you so much for joining me for this very first episode of 2017. In this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about resolutions and expectations. You'll find links and additional information in the show notes for this episode, which you'll find at theproductivewoman.com slash 121. So let's get into it. We're at the beginning of a new year. This is a time when people make resolutions, um, which are defined as a promise you make to yourself to start doing something good or stop doing something bad on the first day of the year. It's something that certainly in the U.S. and and I'm guessing in other countries as well, we tend to do that. We We see the beginning of a new year as a turning point and a time to to maybe make some improvements to ourselves or to our lives. According to a Nielsen poll that was published in January of 2016, the top five resolutions in each of the last two years for Americans anyway were stay fit and healthy, lose weight, spend less and save more, live life to the fullest, And the fifth one was to spend more time with family. I'm guessing if they do that poll in the beginning of 2017, they're going to get similar answers for the United States. It's just something we do, many of us do. Um, It's kind of a traditional sort of thing. But the thing about resolutions, about New Year's resolutions, is that they're often abandoned by February. And, you know, there's lots of reasons why that may be. Uh, I, you know, as I thought about it, a, a lot of times the um, the resolutions we set for ourselves are unrealistic. There, there's, we're, there are too many of them at the same time, or even if it's just one or two, it's it's too much or too soon or too drastic or too out of sync with the stage of life that we're in. And, and so when those uh, resolutions that we make, those promises we make to ourselves are unrealistic in any way, it's pretty hard to stick with them for very long. Another reason that they get abandoned pretty quickly is maybe they're not really things that you care about. If we're making a resolution about something we think we ought to do rather than something that really has meaning for us, we're not likely to stick with it very long. And we've talked about that in past episodes about making decisions or choices um, based on what we think we should do rather than what's really uh, meaningful to us personally is kind of a recipe for, for failure and for abandoning those resolutions pretty quickly. Um, Another reason that maybe uh, our resolutions get abandoned quickly after they're made is they're not defined enough. And I I thought of that as I was looking at this Nielsen poll, and I'll I'll have a link to this in the show notes in case you're interested in in looking at their explanation of it. But as I was looking at that list of the top five resolutions, I kind of looked at this um, live life to the fullest. That's a resolution apparently lots of Americans make. And I'm guessing lots of people in other parts of the world as well. Well, what does that mean? I mean, what does it mean to live life to the fullest? How do you do that? And how do you know 
if you've achieved it. So that is maybe an aspiration, but it's certainly not a goal. It's barely an objective um, because you can't, you know, as we've talked about in the past, and we're going to be spending some time this year talking more about the whole concepts of of goal setting and, and, and goal achieving. You know, if it's not a smart goal, as we've talked about before, the, the specific, measurable, attainable, um, realistic, and time-bound, then how do you start? What do you do? What uh, uh, There's no way to take action on something like that. And so that may be another reason why some of the resolutions we make for ourselves at the beginning of a new year go by the wayside pretty quickly. In, in the end, as I thought about this in preparing for this episode, and I was kind of thinking about this topic for myself and, and, and thought it would be something worth talking about for you and, and the whole idea of resolutions and why we make them and why we don't keep them. It really is a, a, a matter of mindset, mostly. It's the way we think about them. It's our expectations. And I, I really wanted to talk mostly in this episode a little bit about expectations and what they are how we come to them, and what impact they may have on us. And so, as I often do, I go first to the dictionary to look at the word, the meaning of the word. And one dictionary that I found defined expectation as a strong belief that something will happen or will be the case in the future. Um, or uh, another definition is a belief that someone will or should achieve something. And, you know, expectations, synonyms, words that mean kind of the same thing are suppositions or assumptions, presumptions, um, those sorts of predictions or hope. Um, but but the primary definition is all, it's all about a belief. And we did an episode at the end of 2016 or near the end of 2016 talking about productive beliefs and unproductive beliefs. And remember, that a belief is just a thought we keep on thinking. And so an expectation is really a thought that that has become almost unconscious or subconscious in our minds that we just, we don't even think of it as a thought. It's just what we expect. It's just what somehow, somewhere in our mind, we believe this is going to happen. And there are different kinds of expectations and the impact that they're going to have on us can vary pretty drastically, whether it's a negative expectation or a positive expectation. That's another mindset thing. Whether it's a realistic or an unrealistic expectation, I think that's an awareness thing. So being... Uh, whether we're able to set realistic expectations for ourselves or, or for life or whatever is we have to be aware of whether something is realistic. And in order to be aware of that, we need to really be aware of ourselves and our abilities and the world around us. So where do our expectations come from? Uh, basically, they come from our background and our experiences. There's an article that I uh, read when I was preparing for this where um, uh, about expectation. It's on the goodtherapy.org website, and I'll, I'll have a link in the show notes for this. Uh, and that article said, expectations are determined by a combination of experience, cognitive processes, that's our thinking, communication with others, and cultural norms. So the culture that we live in 
impacts the things we expect of ourselves, of other people, of the world around us. Uh, the, the experiences we've had in life also impact those things. If we've had a hard life or we've experienced a lot of challenges, a lot of difficult things, that may lead us to uh, have more negative expectations, expect more of the same, that life's going to be hard and we're, we're going to fail or, wh- or you know, whatever um, the background that we've had might lead to. If, on the other hand, say we lived a very sheltered life as a child, we come from a privileged background and we were, our parents cared about us and took care of us and sheltered us from any negative things or any challenges and things, maybe we're very gifted and things came to us easily. If, if that's the background that you come out of, then that may lead you to expect that things will always come to you easily. Um, you know, if that's the kind of background we come from, we may think that something's wrong if suddenly if we have to struggle or work hard for something we want. So our background and the experiences we've had in life and the culture we've grown up in um, have this subconscious, below the level of conscious thought, impact on what we expect out of life. Um, and, And how, so, you know, the next question as I thought about all this is what is that relationship between expectations and resolutions, because we started out talking about resolutions, whether it's New Year's resolutions or, or, or anything, on the promises that we make to ourselves. Our expectations really do, in a large sense, create our reality, because there's a great deal of truth in the idea that what we focus on is what we get more of. If we focus on uh, the negative we will find, uh, we will see the negative. If we focus on achievement, we will probably find achievement and we will achieve things. Whatever it is that we focus on is what we get more of in our life. And that's what our expectations are. So, and our resolutions often are based on expectations. So say, I resolve to lose 10 pounds. Losing weight is like the number two uh, biggest uh, resolution that um, Americans at least make. And so maybe the resolution is I'm going to lose 10 pounds in some period of time. That's pro- something behind that. What's driving that is maybe the expectation that I'm going to be happier if I'm thinner. And, and we can talk about whether that's a, a worthwhile or a valid expectation. Um, maybe if it's number, you know, the number five resolution on the list uh, in the Nielsen study is um, to spend more time with family. So maybe I resolve to spend more time with family because I expect I'll feel more connected or more loved if I do that. Um, the the issue or one one challenge I guess about that about having those uh, resolutions that are driven by expectations and they're often not even conscious expectations. There's just this assumption that it's going to be the result. But if we make a resolution because we expect we'll feel better when we achieve it, we might be setting ourselves up for disappointment because our our feelings 
really aren't created by what happens around us or the what happens outside of us. And we've talked about that before. And I've, you know, I've referred you to um, Brooke Castillo's The Life Coach School podcast, where she talks about a lot of this in great depth, that our feelings are created by the things we think about. And if our, you know, our expectations are these thoughts we have thought so long that they become subconscious, then here you are. These expectations may be creating feelings in us that we maybe don't want. If we make a resolution that we don't expect is possible for us, maybe we've set it because we think we ought to, we might be setting ourselves up for failure. So just like if we expect we're going to feel better if we achieve this thing, maybe we're going to be disappointed because we're still the same person we were before we you know, lost the 10 pounds or, or whatever. And so maybe we haven't solved the issue for ourselves. Same thing if we make a resolution because we think it's what others expect of us, we may very well be setting ourselves up for failure there as well. So our expectations um, drive without conscious thought, many of the choices that we make. And so it, it behooves us, I guess, to become more aware of that. And that's something that I've been thinking about a lot lately is, you know, what, what are the expectations, the assumptions that drive what I do? We all have expectations. We all have these um, ideas, the, the belief that certain things are going to happen or are likely to happen in the world. We have expectations of ourselves. And I think, you know, this is something we've had lots of conversations about in the, the various Productive Woman Masterminds that we've done. Uh, and we've talked about it on the show here that that we have these expectations of our that of what we're going to do or how we're going to live our life or how we're going to behave and it's i think it's a good thing to expect things of yourself to expect that you will live with integrity to expect that you will live with a commitment to the things that really matter to you but it's important not to think that our worth as human beings is based on whether we live up to expectations. Whether we achieve those things, whether we live up to our expectations or not, has nothing to do with our value as a human being. And I think it's important to remember that. I read, again, as I was preparing for this and thinking about this, I, I started, um, when I kind of settled on this topic that I wanted to talk about, I, you know, I did just kind of Googled some quotes and stuff. And I thought it was so interesting that there's a really wide variation on uh, what people think about expectations. Lots of people say, oh, expectations are just an invitation to disappointment. You shouldn't have any expectations of anything or anybody. Others say, if you expect good things, good things will come to you. And so there's a real... I don't know, difference of opinion about the the value of this. But anyway, as I was researching, getting other people's thoughts on this after I'd kind of made some notes about my own thinking, I came across an article uh, that Brene Brown had written on, I think it's on the Oprah Oprah's website. And one of the things she said is that when we develop expectations and base our opinions of ourselves on meeting them, we can invite feelings of shame. And there's so much truth there that, that, again, it's good to, I think, expect ourselves to have standards for our behavior. But her point, I think, was that basing our opinion of ourselves on our ability to meet 
our expectations all the time is an invitation to shame. And, you know, that is not something we need to impose on ourselves. So uh, it goes to kind of an ongoing theme of this podcast to, to yes, set standards. Yes, create goals for yourself. Yes, um, you know, try to, to do the things that matter most to you. But, but give yourself some grace. None of us is perfect. No, you know, we can set high expectations for ourselves and, and meet it most of the time, and yet we'll beat up on ourselves for that one time that we didn't quite live up to what we thought we should. And so my thought on this is, yes, set those standards, but, but give yourself some grace and realize that you, your value as a human being is not uh, dependent on you living up to anybody's expectations, least of all your own, all the time, because nobody does. Nobody does. We have expectations of others. You know, we, we expect that if we do A, our spouse will do B. We expect um, the people, our kids to love us. We expect our, our husband to love us and make us feel loved. We expect our employees to, do the, to be grateful for their job and to work hard. We expect our friends to, you know, want to spend time with us what, or whatever. I mean, we all probably have different expectations, but we all have them. And I think it's okay to ask those people who are close to us, those people in our life, for things, to do things for us or to behave in certain ways. But it's, prob- it's not productive. <laughs> it's probably not okay to let our happiness be dependent on whether other people live up to our expectations. Because just like we can't always live up to our expectations or anybody else's, other people are going to let us down. It's it's part of the human condition. Nobody's perfect. Nobody does everything all the time. And again, in that same article um, that I was talking about that Brene Brown wrote, um, she said, also, when we allow our happiness to be contingent upon others, we set up our, set ourselves up for resentment. And so having that, those expectations of other people is probably okay to an extent, but we shouldn't base our behavior, we certainly shouldn't base our happiness on whether other people live up to our expectations. So we have expectations of ourselves. we have expectations of others, we have expectations of life in general, and it's really important to be aware of what those expectations are. Many of us have this unspoken, un, unrecognized expectation that life will be fair. And, you know, sometimes it isn't. Bad things happen to good people, and good things happen to bad people. And there's something in us that says that's not fair. But life isn't always fair, you know? We may have an expectation that if we do good, the world will give us good back. And maybe it will, maybe it won't. But the important thing here is to be aware of what our expectations are and realize that, you know, life isn't always going to live up to those expectations. And we, again, need to um, be willing to kind of control our own thinking and control our own uh, emotions and not let our happiness be dependent on whether life lives up to our expectations. And the other sort of area of expectations that I thought about 
is um, other people have expectations of us, or really, you know, and we can't control that. But what I what I really wanted to spend some time thinking about was uh, we can be impacted by what we think others expect of us. And this can lead us to make choices that don't serve us or them for that matter, because we do things because we think other people expect it of us and it doesn't fit in with who we really are at our core. It's not, it doesn't fit in with our own priorities. And this is another area where it can really lead to um, resentment or unhappiness of, of one kind or another. So again, it becomes really important to be aware of, am I doing this because it has meaning for me or because I think other people expect it of me? And uh, that certainly has that impact on whether our New Year's resolutions last beyond the end of January or not. Something to think about. And uh, you know, one of the things I want to talk about in in future episodes, I'm trying to keep this from being a you know hours long episode. But you know, I thought about the consequences of our expectations and and how we react when they're met, and how we react when they're not met. Whether it's our expectations of ourselves, of others, of life, or what we think they expect of us, it's really important to think about those things. How do we react? when we disappoint ourselves? Do we beat ourselves up? Do we condemn ourselves as being, you know, abject failures? Or do we extend grace? And the same thing when other people fail to live up to our expectations. You know, do we, do we condemn them? Or do we, you know, look at ourselves and say, was that expectation fair? Was it reasonable? Was it realistic? Is it reasonable for me to expect that my husband know what I want without me telling him? I would say no. You know, if I want flowers, uh, I, I need to tell him that I want flowers. I'm not, you know, the, that whole expectation of, of if he loved me, he'd just know is one of the probably most unrealistic expectations that we have that causes so much damage to relationships. So just some things to think about, about how we choose to react when our expectations are not met or when they are. I mean, the fact is, when we have unrealistic expectations of life or people or ourselves, we suffer continual disappointments, as we've already kind of touched on. We expect life to be fair. We expect other people to behave in certain ways, maybe that we haven't told them about. We just think that they should and and, and that they should know. We expect outside events or other people to make us happy. If we expect things to always go the way we planned, or we expect ourselves to be perfect, or we expect that we should feel happy all the time and they, we think there's something wrong with us if we don't, these are all expectations that are uh, in many ways setups for disappointment. And um, there was an article I read in, on Forbes.com that talked about some unrealistic expectations that uh, will ruin you, is what the article said. Um, and, and they offer some suggestions for dealing with those and, and kind of having a better perspective on things. Definitely worth reading. I'll have a link in the show notes. 
So what are some thoughts? I don't want this to be a bummer kind of thing and say, oh, you shouldn't have any expectations because life will just disappoint you all the time. Because that's not what I believe. I believe um, that that life it can be you know great and can be good, but expectations can put us in the wrong frame of mind if we're let down because of them. And so here's something for you to think about. Consider replacing expectations, which are a belief that something will or should happen a certain way, with expectancy, which is a little bit different. Um, It's defined in the dictionary that I consulted as the state of thinking or hoping that something, especially something pleasant, will happen or be the case. Um, having that feeling of expectancy. Think of, you know, when you're a child on Christmas Eve and you're expecting wonderful things to happen the next day. Having that anticipation, the eagerness, the excitement. Maybe choose to replace, to to focus on a, a sense of expectancy rather than expectations that we impose on ourselves or other people. The most important thing, I think, is to focus on what you can control. Um, We can't control our circumstances. We certainly can't control other people. Another article, I I love the way they said this, that, that realizing there are all these things outside of us that we can't control and setting expectations about these outside things is an invitation to disappointment. But this article says, that's not to say you never act. You act in a way that's in accordance with your values and influence the world, but never have an expectation of how the world will react to your actions. So we um, can choose to focus on the things that we can control and do what we believe is the right thing to do without an expectation of a certain result coming back to us. What are the things we can control? We can control our own actions. We can control our own emotions, and we've talked about that before. Um, And we can control our own thoughts. Our thoughts, the things that we think about, create the emotions that we feel, and the emotions that we feel drive our own actions. And so if we want to behave in a certain way, we think, how do we need to feel in order to take that action? And so what do I need to think about in order to feel that way? So much more I could say about that, and we'll talk about that in the future. But focus on what we can control rather than the things that are outside of our control. Become more conscious of your expectations. And that article by Brene Brown has some great um, help on that. I'll put that link in the show notes. Choose, when you have that sense of expectancy, choose to expect good things We can choose to focus on positive things, but hold the plan loosely. It's very important to have goals, whether, you know, if you want to call them a resolution or as we talk about more on the show about goals and objectives in life, it's important to have those. Those create a destination for our our life. And it's important to have a destination in mind, but there are always lots of ways to get there. And if you have this expectation that it's going to happen a certain way, that's probably less productive than having an expectancy, an expectancy, that sense of expectancy that we're going to get to that destination, but we're holding the plan loosely as we maybe need to pivot and move and change direction a little bit. If you believe you'll achieve your goals, 
it's more likely that you will. And, you know, this comes down to that expectancy of believing that you can achieve it. In order to believe that you're going to achieve your goals, set goals that are described in terms of things that you can control. Let's go back to that number two on the list of resolutions, you know, that we're, people resolve that they're going to lose weight in a new year. Maybe that's one of yours, that you're going to lose X pounds. Well, maybe your body's not ready to cooperate with that, but you can set a goal of what you're going to eat each day, of the exercise that you're going to get each day, the things that you can do something about. Um, that's one example of setting a goal that you've described in terms of the things that you can control, um, whether it's a business objective or a personal one or a family thing. Think about describing your goal in, a, in, in terms of the things that you can actually control, things that you're going to do, not what the outcome is going to be. Then once you've done that, look for the evidence that you can achieve them. Look at your past accomplishments to remind yourself that, yes, I, I do the things. I'm able to do the things that I set for myself. Look at your skills and abilities and not just talents, but include things like maybe you, you have strong faith or you have tenacity or optimism or determination, but make an inventory of the skills and abilities that you have that you can bring to bear for this goal that you're setting for yourself. Look at the resources you have available to you. Um, the internet, mentors, friends who have the skills you want to develop, uh, other ways of, of getting the resources to accomplish this thing that you have in mind for this new year. And look at the times in the past when you've learned something new or you've persevered through challenges. But look for that evidence that, yes, I can do this thing. This is going to create that sense of expectancy that, that yes, I have the ability or I can learn what I need to know to accomplish this thing that I want to do. And then practice thinking about that evidence that you're capable of doing what you need to do instead of thinking about your doubts or the those unspoken expectations. But on purpose, now that you've gathered the evidence that you have what it takes to accomplish the goal that you've set for yourself, practice thinking about that to create that sense of expectancy that it's going to happen for you. So those are some thoughts just, um, you know, as we're starting off this new year, that's a focus. Expectancy is one of my words for this year. And I realized that as I was preparing this, uh, this episode. But what about you? What are, what are your expectations of this year? Um, what are the things that you want to accomplish? And what's the sense, you know, as you think about it and try to focus, do you really believe that you can accomplish those things? Can you set aside expectations and instead pursue your goals with a sense of expectancy, a belief that good things will happen if you do the things necessary to accomplish the things you care about most? I would love to hear your thoughts about this episode and what you're working toward accomplishing this year. Share your questions, your thoughts, your ideas in the comments section of the show notes at theproductivewoman.com slash 121, or you can post a comment or question on the Productive Woman's Facebook page or in the group, uh, the Productive Woman Community Facebook group. 
And if you haven't already joined us, do that. You know, go go to theproductivewoman.com slash group and click on the join button. And uh, I'd love to have you part of the community. If you want to share your thoughts with me privately, you can email those questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. And I'd love to hear from you. As we start off this new year, I am looking for ways to build a stronger community uh, around the productive woman. I would love it if you'd help me spread the word. Tell your friends about the show. Show them how to subscribe or how to join the Facebook group. Uh, Share an episode, whether this or any other, using the social sharing buttons that you'll find right there on the website in the post. And consider leaving a review in iTunes or Stitcher if you haven't already done so. The links to do that are in the uh, in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 121. I'd like to say a special thank you to a couple people who've left reviews recently. And I'm very grateful um, that one of them is... C.Y. Owl, I think, or C.Y.Owl from Singapore left a, a very nice review in iTunes saying, I was looking for a podcast series with the right mix, easy to listen, practical, and truly helpful without preachy, unattainable practices. Laura has provided the right mix, inviting various guests and sharing certain insights from books. Her recordings are nurturing as well, which helps shed light to why we feel trapped at times. So thank you to um, C-Y-O-W-L from Singapore. Uh, another uh, n- another person, Sue4HK, left reviews both in iTunes and in Stitcher. Thank you so much. Saying, uh, I love listening to this show. The topics are spot on for what the title of the show represents. Laura is so clear and concise with her words and getting across her ideas. I've used so much of what she's shared, and it's really helped me refocus my priorities to work smarter. It's a pleasure to have her as a teacher, um, and she loves the tech stuff. Um, so thank you so much, Sue4HK, for the, that very kind review. And finally, Maria from the Netherlands uh, left a review saying, I came across this podcast on a blog. It was, it's like it was made for me. I'm a wife, mom, employee, and a woman. I'm always looking for balance in my busy life. The tips Laura gives are very useful. She uses lots of apps, which for me, it does not work. I like paper and pen. So do I, uh, Maria. I I actually love my my bullet journal. Um, She goes on to say the articles and books she recommends are useful. Um, I take what I need and apply them in my life. I recommend this podcast to every busy woman. So thank you to uh, Maria, to Sue4HK, and to CYOWL from Singapore for those kind reviews. And... uh, I think that's it for this episode of The Productive Woman. Um, Thank you for joining me for another new year of the podcast. Thank you for spending this time with me. I hope that something in this was helpful to you. And I look forward to talking with you again very soon. So as always, until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself. And go make your life matter. The Productive Woman is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to help you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.